Oh, it's stuck in there. Oh. Just just grip it with Look. both hands and give it a good tug. Look, come on, man, pull it out. Try try wiggling it backwards and forwards. Look, grab it with both hands, Look, man. A little bit of KY jelly. Ooh, lube it up. Come oh, on. Oh, yeah. Come on, nice you can do it. Just, just pull it out. Yeah, go on. Heave. 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 Arthur, you've just pulled that sword from the stone. There's writing on it. What does it say? It says, Welcome to Staggering Stories Podcast number 112. Mm. Oh. Oh. Welcome to this, another one in our inestimable series of Staggering Stories podcast. I'm Crumbly. I'm Adam. I'm here. <laughs> I think that's Jean. Yes. I'm Keith, but unfortunately we have no fake Keith. <sighs> she's, she, doing, she's doing a bit for democracy. She is, she mm-hmm. is. She's yes. attending meetings and writing mm-hmm. copious amounts of forms. She might still oh. turn up. She might, mm-hmm. she might yeah, do. She, she might, might yes. suddenly... Coalesce on the chair. <laughs> Again. <laughs> both started... Yeah, I cleaned not so long ago. I know. We both started laughing when she did that. And uh, almost, you were most peeved. I know. Mm. I know. <laughs> but there we go. <laughs> anyway, without further ado, it's larger, bigger, and scarier than the American budget deficit. It's the news with El Presidente. <laughs> Gillan News. <laughs> Treading the boards and maybe a Pondy season seven. Pondy. Pondy. Yeah. Karen Gillan's London Film and Comic Con hints about moving onto stage work have quickly been confirmed. Ooh. Ooh. Our favourite knobnacker. <laughs> your your, your favourite knobnacker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever. We'll be making her West End debut this October and November at the Donmar Warehouse Theatre in John Osborne's 1964 play Inadmissible Evidence. Ooh. The claims that director Jamie Lloyd told him that Karen read twice for him at auditions and was impressed. Yeah, I bet he was. Mm, yeah. Yes. With her charisma nice and her charisma. natural instincts. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they call it these not, days. Not the natural instinct that goes right the way up to her armpits. <laughs> so I've heard a lot of euphemisms in my time. Yes. Nice charismas, yes. 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 But they then go on to directly quote him, saying... More importantly, she can do the text convincingly. <sighs> and she feels it if she comes. From that, from that 60s British madman world. Right. Uh, <laughs> tickets have already sold out. <laughs> How many have you got? None, I didn't get to it in time. It's a shame. Very, very quickly. It's a very small theatre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Very, very quickly. But there's more Gillen news. More? Uh, at the recent San Diego Comic Con... Our favourite corridor haunter claimed that she'll be back for Doctor Who next year. Mm. Of course, some must remember Biddy Piper saying she'll be back for season three. Mm. So we can't be sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm, as the saying goes, watch this space. Mm. And Dashi has a bit of uh, oh. additional. He has a, an up to the minute mm. addendum. Oh, it is. The joy of tablets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got to find it. You take two days, you know <laughs> everything it. that yeah, you wanted to know. Take two leeches. Karen Gillan will be starring in a Scottish indie film oh, called indie. Not Ooh. Another Happy Ending, oh. which is being done by Synchronicity Films, apparently. Mm. So it's a cheerful story, then? It's an indie comedy, at that, apparently. Oh, indie comedy. Indie I comedy. think indie being independent. It is indie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not Indiana you Jones. Know, for, for, for someone who's going to be in the next season, she does seem to be doing an awful lot outside. Outside Doctor yeah, Who. Quite, quite. Production is set for end of 2011, beginning of 2012. Yeah. Mm. Given how they're splitting yeah. next mm. season yeah. over 2012, 2013. Yeah. It's not impossible, but... Yeah. yeah, okay. I don't know. But one to look out for. Yeah. That, well, one for you to look out for. Yeah. <laughs> and still no word about her other film, uh, no. Romeo and Brittany. She yeah. declined to talk about it at yes. the film Comic Con. I think it's been delayed. Yes. But, uh, she looked to her agent in the crowd and said, I can't really talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. As you can see, these sort of chopping motions that they're <laughs> oh, yeah. making. Enough yeah. said. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if some of it's also because they are married on the story, how much is round Arthur Derville's mm. um, options? Because if he gets something and decides to pull out, it's then a bit awkward mm. for Amy to stay there. He's smirking in the corner. I'm ignoring him <laughs> on the basis he'll go away. I miss. I didn't miss it. I ignored it. <laughs> but because the characters are married, you've either got to divorce them yeah. or something. They are... Kill like, Rory. Yeah, you've either got to kill mm. one off or they both mm. got to leave at the same time. So they might... Just in time. Yeah, they might just be, <laughs> you know, waiting until they know what his Good commitments bit. are. Maybe. Doctor Who, new adventure game named and dated. The BBC have now officially announced the next computer game for Doctor Who, the adventure games, mm. called The Gunpowder Plot. This new game will be released on its own rather than part of a series of four new games. To make up for this, I will be giving the game greater depth as the press release reveals. Mm. The gunpowder plot will be the most advanced of the adventure games so far. Gamers will be able to play the Doctor, Amy and Rory exploring the immersive environments of this historic period. The adventure will feature multilinear gameplay, even more sophisticated puzzles and a complex lighting system specifically designed to recreate the atmosphere of 17th century London. And for the very first time, the introduction of portal technology will enable gamers to experience for themselves that the TARDIS really is bigger on the inside. Oh, I think we're portals, eh? Yeah. Mm, portals, yes. Expect to see that for free UK download towards the end of October, just in time for the 5th of November. There are no firm details on international availability just yet. Mm. So it sounds mm. like it isn't just taking the name, the gunpowder plot, they're actually setting it around mm. the gunpowder gun oh, plot. Oh, it certainly seems that way. I'm just yep. wondering, mm. from the way that that is presented, is it actually going to be a historical rather than yeah. a pseudo-historical? Because well, I thought with the no. title, maybe it's just a case <laughs> of they're using the title and it's yeah. going to be a... But then when it's in the 17th century, century yeah. that's, that's yeah. got Gwydio folks and... Yeah, have, yeah, having yeah, looked yeah. at the actual site, they have... Um, Picture. Yeah, mm. prototype. Yeah. There, yeah, Guy yeah. Fox yeah. illustrations. Up, yeah, so. I'm sure there will be monsters involved or yeah. aliens or something. It won't be a pure historical yeah. like we used to have back in the Hartnell days. Oh, I've just had a vision of what was it? A, a story set historically with the um, Great Fire of London. Meditation. <laughs> 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 yes. yes. <laughs> that wasn't too historical either, was it? But no, precisely. Pseudo historical. Yeah. Torchwood. 
Stars Don't See It is a continuing series. Aww. Torchwood Miracle Day's US co-production company Stars apparently see Torchwood as an event series rather than an automatically ongoing one. Stars CEO Chris Albrecht explained. Torchwood is not one of those shows we went into thinking about a yearly return. It's about Russell T. Davis. He's had a lot of things on his plate. If Torchwood is not at the top of his list, this will affect the future of Torchwood. Given Russell T has previously suggested he wanted to move out of sci-fi for a while, does this suggest curtains for the series, or can he persuade stars to let others take it over? Mm. Well, <laughs> what have the ratings been for uh, Torchwood in the States? Pretty good. This is a cable company, so yeah. a cable mm, yeah. Yeah. It's all over Channel. the place. Mm-hmm. It's somewhere in the region of, I think, one and a half million or so per episode, mm-hmm. which so, is pretty high up yeah. for them. I'm not sure. It, I mean, OK, you have season one of Torchwood, which were OK. I quite enjoyed Season them. one and two, yeah. Season one and two. I'm not sure now this. if it will run... As a series, because Children no. of Earth was an event. Yeah, really mm. This yeah. one was an event. Um, and I think it actually works as better as sort of like encapsulated stories rather than a series. Mm. Yes. So maybe not run as a series, but in another 18 months or yeah. so, mm. Mm. have another yeah. Yeah. you know, one-off thing. But you've also got the added thing about it has to have Captain Jack. I don't think if it was talked yeah. without him... And yeah. Oh no, it wouldn't survive. There's only so long you're going to be able to use John Barrowman unless he starts <laughs> having some serious makeup. Because, <laughs> yeah, well, like, well, they can, they can tuck getting, him under the earth for yeah, another 2,000 years. He's yeah. getting older yeah. as everyone is, but you have got mm. a character who you have set now as being totally and utterly unchangingly immortal unless <gasps> things well, change at the end no, of Miracle the, Day. I think yeah. it's been established that he is ageing, but yes. just very, 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 very slowly. Because slowly. Slowly, he's. Yeah. I think the actual age of the character is something like 2,000 now. Yeah. At least. Well, mm, hence yeah. the face of Bo, yeah. which we'll yeah. assume, you know. Oh, yeah. But no, I, th- I think, yeah, I, I can't see a series out of it, but I think it'd be nice if they continue mm. with yeah, one Yeah, do another one off. They, they have suggested, mm. uh, I haven't got the quote here, but they were saying um, that they foresee it as another political thriller type thing, yeah. like Children of Earth, like yeah. Miracle Day. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a monster of the week ever again. Yeah. Yeah. It's always going to be this earthbound thing with a lot of political overtones, but with something supernatural alien yeah. behind yeah. it. Do, do you know what they remind me of? Quatermass. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not, not, not necessarily in the content, but mm-hmm. that same idea of a series, but the series that are set around one event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you've got Real this character world. in there yeah. with yeah. something triggering yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So there's, a, there's that similarity. You you wouldn't have a series of Quater Mass, but the four films worked very mm. well as mm-hmm. a series. So yeah. it's a similar kind of yeah yeah, yeah I can thing. see that happen. Mm-hmm. The the main driving force for this in the states has been Russell T. Yep. So like I said, it depends whether anyone is willing to continue it if he wants to move on, which he has said. I'm sure there'll be get... people who take it over. Yeah. Yeah, something like Jane Esperson would be an obvious choice. Oh, yeah. mm. Well, she has written, was it three of the current series? Uh, children, uh, not Children, uh, uh, Miracle Day. I don't know. Three. She's certainly written at least one which has already aired. Yeah. She yeah. did episode three, I think. I think so. And any addendums? No, yes. I, I, I have, oh, I have, have an, an addendum. addendum. Oh, yes, apparently there is talk flying around the ether, and especially the internet. <laughs> That's, oh, exactly. 
Um, that's a film version of John Christopher's Tripod Trilogy is going to be made. Mm. 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 Take my cap off to that. Oh, <laughs> please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a film trilogy, uh... um, apparently, um, the talk is that it's going to be just the first, uh, you know, the first book in the series, The White the Mountains. White Mountains yeah. Okay, why don't they do the last one? Then we could have the first yeah. two from yeah. the BBC series. <laughs> yeah. Yes, have... yeah, so I think I think the film is going to be a lot truer to the uh, the actual novels well, that, than the, the BBC TV, TV that's the series. Trouble. The was. TV yeah. series, the the book was Damn. enough for. Um, oh, good what grief! Is it? Padded out yeah. three three episodes, two episodes, mm-hmm. and they they padded it out to a, a thirteen episode series. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I've mean, never read the books; so I've only ever seen the series, yeah, and no, the series the, was enjoyable. Was good, yeah. But yeah, there, there was but a they, lot of padding. they they put a hell of a lot of stuff in and stuff that wasn't in the yeah. in the actual yeah. novels. Mm. The black guards, the pseudo military force that used to go around make, making sure that people were capped, mm-hmm. they were not featured in the, in the novels. Oh, okay. Plus, the concept of the uh, AI units in the uh, in the Master cities the uh, cognosks they yeah. weren't in the novels at all no, they, they were yeah. padded out mm. like i said the the original books mm. would have been quite comfortable to a, a, a mini series a mm. three episode oh, four yeah. episode mini series well, mm. yeah, ten, well 10 episodes tops yeah. the top for the three books but that is yeah that's the rumor going around at the moment mm. Mm. that would be very interesting i mean yeah the original bbc tv series i mean that was set in 2084 mm-hmm. yeah. as befits um, yeah. when it was released but i think the actual movies it's just going to be specified sometime in the future yeah, yeah. in america i'm sure yes, probably <laughs> no, watch the space i think yeah. yeah yes we've all been watching television haven't we children yeah Yes, we've been watching Captain Jack. Yes, oh, yes. yes we're disgusting. <laughs> yes, we have been watching Captain Jack. <laughs> a lot of Captain Jack. Mm, yes. <laughs> well, actually, no, not a lot of Captain Jack. A lot of the bartender. Well, no, there was a lot of yeah. Captain Jack as well. There was a very artistically stri- stripped <laughs> yes. piece of uh, artist- material, artistically draped yeah. bedsheet. Yeah. Yes, mm. Torchwood yeah. dinner. Yeah. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was keeping his thighs warm up towards the top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, so episodes three and four. Episode three and yes. four, yes. Mm-hmm. The story progresses. It's now... Finally. Definitely... <laughs> yes. <laughs> definitely based in, in the States. Yes. Yep. yes. Washington, D.C. For mm-hmm. the first part. Episode yes. three. Yes. Yeah, finally, we get off that damn plane. <laughs> <laughs> How could we have a whole episode on a blooming plane? <laughs> not even a snake in sight. Yeah, it was a bit padded, I did think. I, I, I agree with you, it was padded. I agree that it didn't serve the story all that well. Nope. But it was some great character pieces. It was, but I sat there so, thinking it was longer than our journey to America. <laughs> anyway, that was the last episode. <laughs> certainly, but anyway, we're, we're moving on to... Um, yeah, well, I, I've said before in the last episode, podcast one one one, I said I was quite disappointed with Torchwood yeah. day so far, and these two episodes three and four have really turned it around for me. Right. Really turned it around. I'm much much happier mm. with it. I'm quite looking forward to episode five, which is meant to be quite dark. Yeah, so. I think I think episode five is quoted that major things, plot advances happen. Yeah. In, in but basically to recap where we are, Torchwood is now in the states. Yep. They have found out that uh, certainly a medical corporation seems to be behind. Yeah, maybe not in behind, but has been given a heads up that something's coming down mm. the pipe. Mm. F- Fycor. Yeah, Fycor. Fycor, because they, they have um, 
stockpiled. Oh, stockpiled loads and loads of words. Antibiotics. Antibiotics, painkillers. Painkillers, mm, painkillers. Pain pain yeah. With Captain Jack's little line about. It's bigger on the inside. inside yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how we're meant to take that. Yeah, I don't, is it? Yeah, was it that, that, that it looks bigger on the inside? Oh, actually, was. I think it was a little tongue in cheek, and it looks yeah. bigger. I think it was meant to be a joke, but I'm not yeah. sure they won't come back to it and say actually it really yeah, is bigger on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> it's certainly been pointed to us that there is alien involvement in the, in the immortality, but we're not mm. specified mm. how mm. or who. No, no. There, there is talk in one of these two episodes of the government secretly talking about it being aliens. Yeah, yeah. But not in public. Yeah, for yeah. reasons. Well, I'm like you. I, the first two episodes, I sat there thinking, I've got to stick with it because I was aware that they were padding to bring people up to speed in America yeah. and that. The first episode, yeah. Second and, episode. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, and this one, I, I say, I've only seen the third episode so far, not the fourth one. It's got. It's drawn me much more into the story. You've got this mysterious organisation mm. behind it all who only phone and have the, that the triangle, triangle symbol. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. More of them. Kind of a bit of slightly of definitely hallows. I've just seen how you No, I can up. see where you're coming from. Um, okay. The thing with Oswald, I'm not sure what's going on there. Either they are using him as a figurehead or there is somehow he is mm. more involved than with, just being the figurehead. With Oswald, I think it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. They are using him as a figurehead. Oh, good grief, yeah. But he is also he's stepping also- up to the plate. He's, he's a man who can think in changing circumstances and adapt mm. rapidly to those changing mm. circumstances. Well, he's got a very feral cunning to yes. him. Yes. Yeah. I think there's also, it's woven around him a lot more mm. than that in a much more fundamental way. Um, and there was, towards the end of episode three, the bit where Jack is watching his speech on the internet, Yeah. Mm-hmm. there was something about the way Jack is looking at what he's saying and the sudden reaction to go and find him and get this on mm. audio tape it's almost mm-hmm. like he is seeing something beyond the yeah, obvious yeah. in what's going on there whether well, that's yeah. alieny spacey type stuff i'm not sure but i think the thing with captain jack is that he sees himself in oswald mm. to an extent because he jack is a child killer yes yeah, yeah. he sees oswald dane saying he feels forgiven but Captain Jack doesn't believe that because he never feels forgiven himself. himself. Well, yeah. never maybe forgiven maybe himself he's he looking for absolution. Mm. Could be. Yeah, but there again, I mean, okay, you say they're both child killers, but for different reasons. Oh, completely different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One for <laughs> Shame pleasure, the other him. one to save the um, well, universe. To save the world. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that that that's it. We're we're, we're harking back to um, um, Children of Children Earth. Of Earth mm, yep. Where yeah. even in the first couple of episodes, Jack wanted to get his hands on his grandson. Within yeah. the first two episodes, mm, man. doesn't <laughs> doesn't matter how it ended up, and circumstances mm, forced yeah. him. He still wanted to use the child to experiment on to find out what was going on. Really, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, but yeah. I think I think with um, this Oswald Danes, okay, he's very much a Hannibal Lecter you know, killer. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he's very much a so, you know, sociopath. Something dark lurking, mm. lurking underneath. Slimy, but there again, he is also a very skilled orator as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, I, mm. I think it's, it's, is it the fourth episode or the uh, third episode where sure. he walks into the hospital? Fourth episode. Fourth episode, yeah. which we'll come back to that then. Mm. I also like the fact that although you've got the CIA who are thoroughly trained, our CIA agent, <laughs> yeah, and the theory. sort of like, the, I can't remember her name, but the girl that basically Hester. worked, Hester, who mm. worked on the um, analytic stuff, 
Esterhaz. You've got Chilchwood, who are actually a bit more practical because yeah. they've been had more the field works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And actually keeping the um, contact lenses for and personal use. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder yes. what kind of home yeah. movies yeah. Yeah. she's been yeah. making. <laughs> well, let's not go there. <laughs> but yeah, you can see that. The, the way they're behaving it is much more the field yeah. operative as opposed to you know yeah, Rex is, is trying to be that as well though he's, he's always butting heads with Jack yeah. when he's yeah. in charge mm. well, yeah. I, but he I, just hasn't had the, the breadth of experience on these type I of do things like irritating the, it was, a, it was a, a slight advancement of Vex's character is the fact that he called back to his old CIA trainer his old CIA mm, handler yeah. who yeah. he trusted implicitly who Dropped him in the dirt. So yeah, he yeah, literally, yeah. It, it comes home to Rex that he's literally he's cut own. off. Yeah. Yeah. There is no backup. That's I'll just agree, him no. against the yeah, world. Yeah, well, he's used to always having a team behind yes. him, such as Esther and all the yeah. other people. Whereas Torchwood are much more used to having the theory that whoever they turn to is probably going to shoot them, mm. yeah. and you that's are permanently yeah. on your own. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I did wonder about Rex. He, he very quickly turned on the CIA at the end of episode two. He took it immediately for granted that he was being set up Yeah, on based on very little. I don't quite know why he turned well, so quickly. Well, I think you've got the bit at the end of the, the fact that she tried to kill him on the plane, yeah. and then afterwards... And we had um, the, she tried to kill Jack. But. Yeah, but then she did have a go at him as well, as they got off, as they got off the plane. plane and then and there yeah. was the deposit of $200 yeah, dollars I, in the China. By China. You don't know that wasn't Torchwood, though. Mm, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I think he's seen enough about what Torchwood facilities have and the fact that he thinks Torchwood doesn't exist anymore. So I'm wondering if there's something in the back of his mind that already made him suspicious. There is is an underlining running through the Rex character of the arrogance that he's American, they're the best, we can do anything, Mm. the rest of the world is pretty crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is what makes you think he would trust CIA above everything else. Well, mm-hmm. So if money, t- $100,000 turns up in his account, he'd blame Captain Jack or... Well, he, uh, he's or... seen them. They have no access or ability to do that, and they cannot do that because they're not American. But the other mm, thing maybe. is he also knows the techniques by which his company used to frame people. Maybe, yeah. Uh, putting yeah. two thousand dollars into banks. Yeah. I suppose, I, so. he's, yeah. he's, he sees what he does he, and what yeah, they do being done to he, him. It could, it could be yeah. the fact that he has done this to other people, mm-hmm. so he knows the tactics. Maybe it's a bit yeah. like if you've seen the. If you're the person who assassinates people, you know what that red dot means mm, when it suddenly it, starts yeah. creeping up your arm towards your heart. Yeah. You don't need to have it telegraphed. <laughs> no, true. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm curious. Mm, yeah. It's. Uh, it is a bit slow for me, I have to admit. I do get the yeah. feeling that it is being drawn out a little bit more yeah. than I would like for the American 13 series. Ten, but, ten episodes. Ten, yeah, mm-hmm. it feels like it. Yeah, but, particularly compared to Children of Earth, which oh, was yeah. so well, again, fast-paced. Yeah, as I said, Children of Earth was condensed down so much. They yeah. didn't have the room to... No, and it was great for it, and now it's only expanded again. And, and I'm still not really liking any of the new characters. Yeah, well... As I said, the the Rex character is coming in with a, a definite point of uh, arrogance. Yeah, uh, mm. completely unlikable. In episode episode four, where he sleeps with yeah. uh, with Vera, yeah, the Doc, and then com- and in episode three, well, episode yeah, three, yeah, because yeah, that's how he seduces her into yeah. helping him. Yeah, 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 and he treats her so badly yeah. after yeah. they yeah. slept together, mm-hmm. and she, she kicks him out, but. 
Well, the one good well, thing you can character. tell is that Vex will die at the end of it. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> so, so, in terms of characters yeah. that will die at the end of it, he's a dead man already mm-hmm. walking. I have a sneaky suspicion all but Gwen and I think Hester. Esther. Uh, sorry, Esther is not a trained operative. So oh, no, no, no. She is... No, she's she, just she, jockey. She, she is more the, the human cipher. I, yeah. what we would react like in the situation. She's an analyst. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, mm-hmm. as, as you well, saw, off, I think it's the next... Staff, yeah. yeah. I think it's the next episode mm-hmm. up, contacting her sister, who's mm-hmm. had a nervous breakdown because of mm-hmm. what goes on. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, she's acting... Yeah, yeah and stupidly, said, she, she was acting how mm-hmm. you would... In the situation. Maybe not you in particular, but uh, (laughs) Joe blogs off the streets. Yeah, but there again, I mean, sort of, uh, even in the original series of uh, Torchwood. Um, Owen, I didn't find him a very likable person no, at all. No, I couldn't stand Owen. Oh, no. <laughs> a lot of people couldn't, and Tosh, a lot of people didn't like either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought they were a lot better in season, season two than they were yeah. season no, one. They, they yeah, they did improve, but season one, the episode... Mm, no, uh, I, I, found very, very, I found Owen very unlikable. Very obnoxious. So, yeah. We, yeah. We, finished, yeah, yeah. we finished episode three with Jack having the bejesus beaten out of him and death yes. dumped on the street. Mm, yeah. Oswald yeah. about to go and pronounce to the world that we all can get as high as a kite on mm. the free drugs we like. Right. So what happened yeah. in episode four? Mm. Well, because yes. of um, Vex contacting his handler yeah the cia now know where they were based so they have to move and we go to sunny la sally california yeah somewhere oh. we didn't quite get to we, we were talking no. about getting to venice beach and we yeah but they, they go to go to a beachfront property is that did they have nicer weather than we <laughs> did oh god did they ever it's yeah. actually uh esther's fault they were yeah. followed down yeah mm. yeah because she went to see her sister yeah she and gets in contact with her sister she got a tail doing yeah. that and, and was stupid enough not to notice she had the tail the entire route's down yeah. she's not a trained operative <laughs> There's uh, the other there's, three of them. They didn't look out the back window. <laughs> <laughs> there is. Uh, they have to get hold of uh, a secure computer installation. Yeah. I did. I did like the way they got about it. Certainly, I liked Gwen's bad American accent. Oh, yeah. But what more I liked was her reaction afterwards. Yeah. She, she's been Some wonderful she, stuff. She, with she, her. she talks with this um, a twang mm. to mm-hmm. to her voice, <laughs> and as they're walking away, Jack turns to her and says, "You are never doing that again." <laughs> and she's like, "I'm mortified. I'm just so mortified." <laughs> but again, it's a nice little character, character piece. It's a yeah. bad accent, and we know it's a bad accent, and she knows. Oh it. yeah, yeah. Another nice character moment when she uh, gets the guard, oh. him out on the side of the yeah. car. Yeah, you've done this before, <laughs> yeah, haven't you? Yeah, that's it, yeah. 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 <laughs> I take it they lose times. the tail. Uh, Not quite. They, they deal with him. They deal, they deal with him, yes. Oh. Yeah. It's a trouble. It, it, was a, it was a beautiful, almost plot-exploding moment where um, mm. uh, Gwen and Jack are tied up and you've got this assassin who's a little bit narked that he can't kill anybody anymore. That's a point. Yeah, if you're an assassin, yeah. what do you do for a new job? <laughs> but he almost explains everything that's going on when Rex bursts into the room and shoots him through the throat. Ooh. So he can now no longer speak. Just to write it down. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, it, it, it does advance the plot slightly a bit more because it's... Yeah, um, we get some names. Yeah, we, mm-hmm. we definitely get more names. Particularly the families. Yeah. Mm. Whatever that means. The we families. Don't know yet. Mm. The yeah. families. And uh, it's something somebody, 
some people or something that Jack has met in his past. Yeah, this is a, this is something again back to Jack. I was going to say because obviously somehow Jack's involved in this in the fact that Jack suddenly becomes mortal at the yeah. same point everyone mm. else becomes immortal. Mm. And the, the three episodes I've seen so far, the only bit to that was his cut and bruise. Yeah, mm. and the fact that him and Gwen haven't question why the switch has happened a bit yeah. more how how yeah. does this work so the, it just seems only... a bit like that that's the elephant in the room yeah, the only yeah. thing that has been remotely touched upon by jack and that was morphic fields yeah yes mm. the rest of us are immortal of because yeah. he's mm-hmm. was immortal but it doesn't explain why he's switched yeah because i'm, I'm kind no. of surprised he hasn't used his teleport device to go off world mm. see if his mortality or, or immortality follows him mm. and then come back to see if it's isolated to earth or if it's actually affected him. Yeah but if you say it's, it's somebody from Jack's past yeah, mm. so, uh, I mean they know he's immortal so. Yeah. Well it may be before he's immortal. We don't know when he was a time agent. Well possibly yeah. There again so we've still got to explain those missing two years of his. Yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe it will mm. finally explain that. Yeah. I suspect he's been entirely forgotten. But. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but yeah. who knows. Yeah. So um, again the trouble I've had with these last two episodes for me is they just like Adam was saying the last the first two they sort of blurred into one for me and mm. it's it difficult to pick up do, yeah. yeah it's difficult to pick up main points but I'm it's still something in there dragging me back however if it was a brand new show where I didn't know any of the things mm. going on I'm not entirely 100% sure I would be dragged back yeah mm. I have to say because I'm th- there's um, stuff going on and I only tend to catch the last half to three quarters I'm not missing big bits of the plot for that. No, no, you're probably not. <laughs> but, the, but, we, but there was a bit we were saying earlier on, though, wasn't it, about how it's cut differently in, in England to America. Yes. Now, there's yes. a difference in America. <laughs> in episode three, there is a scene where Jack mm. meets a gentleman in a bar who likes his coat. Does it go, <laughs> yeah. does it go from them in Cut the bar the exchanging a drink and then them in bed mm. or is there a scene in the middle because over <laughs> there here there's a scene, a scene in, the in the middle but we have a sneaky suspicion that that may get cut from the American mm, market yeah. no it's uh, the Americans have had more of that than we have had Ooh, we've had the cut version I, I, I am surprised yeah yeah Apparently there was a scene where uh, it was switching between the two couples yeah. and mm. you saw buttocks going and <laughs> you could hardly tell who you're looking at. <laughs> you couldn't tell whose buttocks no, just buttocks. I like the arm actions going back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> up and down, up and down. Yeah, but there again, I mean, I would imagine, you know, sort of, right, due apologies to our listeners in the southern states, um, the scenes with Rex and uh, the Doctor, I mean, I'm sure there'll be howls of outrage from certain quarters you know, for uh, miscegenation. You know, sort of. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Opposed to homosexuality. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a cable TV. Yeah, channel, they, they so get away yeah. with a lot more. They they get, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But on the whole, I'm, as Keith mm, says, you yeah. know, there's enough in it to keep me coming back to find out mm. what what there is all behind this. But yeah, if it wasn't if it wasn't a series I'd seen before. It's not sci-fi enough for me to go, oh, it's a sci-fi, I'll I'll live with it. And it's dragging itself out a bit. I'm not sure that I would have stayed with it, except for the fact that I think John Powell is dishing. (laughs) (laughs) Don't think you're his type. That that doesn't matter in one's mind. (laughs) I think given ten episodes, I mean, I, I... 
I think it's given torture a little bit, a little bit of room to stretch its legs. You know, mm. A bit more character you know, development, especially if the American characters have just come into it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, any idea where it's going? Any, any? Uh, no theories. I, we got. To, we didn't mention at all the concentration camps. Yeah, the the, the medical four. camps, the the holdover camps, the overflow. Mm. Yeah, which, hostels, yeah, which apparently the uh, had been planned for in advance before mm. it all happened. Yeah, uh, yeah. this whole FICOR thing. Uh, yeah, the, the, yeah this, this, at least a year in advance. This, the, yeah, this this new thread that this is not a sudden shock. No, this mm. is uh, some sort of for. some sort of mass experiment. I'm no. wondering if with the children of Earth, you had that revelation that we found out why Jack let those kids loose. At Back in 19, whenever. 50, whatever it was. Yeah. was because the aliens had already contacted the government on the QT. and yeah. I wonder if there's that similar kind of mm. thing behind, but not necessarily through a government. But you know, they've gone through a, a corporation yeah. Yeah. Or, or something like that, and we find that that's why they know in advance. And mm. there's... Yeah. There's a more sinister, almost a, a quater mass sort of harvest great, yeah. element towards Could it, be. towards mm. the end. I'm thinking, I don't know why, I'm probably way, way off, but my current guesstimate is that the families refer to something like vampires. Mm. Some ancient mm. uh, life forms which f- feeding off humans. Yeah, mm. yeah. Put all the sick humans into these uh, these overflow camps, these concentration camps. Then you can feed on them. Nobody cares. Nobody looks at these yeah. people who are discarded well, in these camps. That that, that was a thread with uh, the dead is dead. Yeah, thread. the whole dead. In, you yeah. mentioned yeah. dead is dead. Yeah, so that, that, that harvesting. Mm. Mm. Yeah, didn't even mention or get into that, but yeah. it's something like. Um, a white supremacist and Nazi, they're different enough from us so we can't include them as human. Yeah. Mm. So. so basically there's something else, so they're expendable. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Soon the families will arise. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Overall, enjoyable, sticking yeah. with it. Mm. Yeah, oh, very yeah much definitely like getting mm. much better. Mm. Yep. One of us has been watching television. <laughs> <laughs> Have to push the Pramalot. Yes, judging from the intro, we're going to be talking about Camelot. I think he said Camelot, not Spamalot. I'm sorry. Sorry. As Joseph Fine said, this is a TV series, not a musical. <laughs> See, now, I'm surprised I haven't seen this one, oh. because being the Arthurian fan yeah. I am, mm. yeah. um, and I think it was, I missed a couple of episodes to start with, I didn't quite catch when it was on, and then I just hadn't got the free player thingy yeah, set up yeah. by that point, so... All the excuses coming out. Yeah. <laughs> I knew nothing about it. Uh, I totally... I caught the first episode. I got to admit, like like a lot of stuff, I caught the first episode, but there wasn't quite. It didn't sit right with me. Not enough boobies. Not enough boobies. Yeah, not enough boobies. You'd be surprised, actually. (laughs) It didn't. (laughs) Is it realistic and rugged? And is it American accents? No, it's English accents. Uh, it was filmed in Ireland, so I mean, it's pretty much along the same lines as um, the Tudors. Okay. I mean, it's not quite the bonk- <laughs> that bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite the bonk fest as um, yeah, the Tudors was. So yeah, I mean, well, what can we say? It's you can't really explain the story because it's the King Arthur story in the Camelot. Well, which version? I was going to yeah. say which version. There, 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 version are, yeah, there are a few tweaks to mm. it. Well, we do have a magic, magical burden. Yeah, mate. 
I say it's a lot more, um, I would say, historically accurate. I mean, it's not the romanticised version of the Arthurian legends. From watching it, I can gather, I mean, the timeline is, I'd say, about a couple of hundred years after the Romans left Britain. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's it's not as historically... Please tell me Lancelot is not in it. Um, no, he's not in it. Thank you. It is an accurate version. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he would have turned out should, if they'd got season yes, two. Yeah, you know, the boldest and most expensive of the knights. Yes. <laughs> mm. So have you got have you got the sort of like the pagan Merlin aspect um, to it? Well, the the, magic? There, there is a very strong pagan element to it. It's a very interesting sort of retelling of the Arthurian legend because Merlin, as opposed to the John Borman film Excalibur, yeah. I mean, where he, he's. This Merlin is not a wise and friendly mentor. He is a very hard taskmaster. Mm. He's, he's, he's literally sort of thrust greatness upon Arthur and said, right, this is your kingdom, get on with it. <laughs> mm. Well, because he would have been an elder druid, so his job would have been to appoint, mm. uh, uh, to no, help I, appoint the king. And yeah. I, I wouldn't have called this one a druid. <laughs> um, no, he's got very short hair. He's got only a sort of little wispy beard. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have a description on what they look like. No, <laughs> no, 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 the Romans were killing them. They didn't say, yeah. oh, by the way, only go after the guys in long no, hair, long beards and yeah. white no, no, you're, you're, you're missing what I understand. You, admittedly, this is stereotypical, but you have a stereotypical image of a druid. Mm. Mm, yeah. This Merlin is not a stereotypical oh, no. image yeah. of a druid. He's more of a stereotypical image of any other thug or knight. There is nothing mm. particularly to separate him from... The other, well, the other members is, of the cast. Well, he, he definitely has an arcane knowledge to him. Yeah. Yeah, the same as, um, oh, what's her face? Morgan? Yeah, Morgan. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Ah. Mm-hmm. Who, who just does seem to use a magic a lot more and slip, seems to be slipping through uh, from a 12-year-old child to a 20-year-old mm. That's woman. the thing. I mean, with, um, well, yes, I suppose it's magic they practice. I mean, it's not something they do lightly. I mean, it's like an addiction, as yeah. you've said previously with other TV programmes. Um, I think it was with um, Being Human, Mitchell. Yeah. yeah. It's an addiction. The more, they, the more they use it, the more they come to rely upon it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the more it takes, mm-hmm. yeah, the more it's taken out of them. Morgan, sort of, she's, well, she's thrown herself body and soul into, sort of, into, this, sort of, into the dark practices. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, Merlin, he knows the folly of using it, you know, using his powers too much. And is mm-hmm. Morgan and Arthur half brother and sister? Yes, the half brother and half sister. Yeah. And is there an... Which half? <laughs> <laughs> On their dad's side. <laughs> is, the there, is there um, an adversary? Because that, that's the thing. A lot of the the, the stories are about mm. the relationship between them and Lancelot comes in because mm. they're much more the romanticised version. Yeah. Obviously, no, there is no mention of that. Uh, in the original, mm. Arthur was basically he was the nastiest warlord out of the lot, which is how mm. he became the king. Yeah. And you had his wise council, etc. And they were knights, and they went and did knightly things. Mm. Is there an adversary <laughs> in this? Ha- what What's the premise of the story other than following well, them in the castle? It's more. It's more um, the relationship and the um, the animosity between um, Morgan and uh, Arthur. Is she rising mm. up armies well, and forces? Yeah, against she's him? mustering her own forces. She was next in line to the throne. At that mm-hmm. point, uh, Merlin pushed Arthur forward. Yeah, I mean, she's she's bristling at the fact that yeah. uh, Merlin sort of, you know, sort of sided more with Arthur than with her, even though sort of Merlin was the, um, well, the, I would say the court magician at uh, mm. Uther Pendragon's yeah. cult. So it's a mm. power play between them. That's, that's, that's it, essentially. Yeah. Is Mordred in it? Mordred, no. So Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Is... Is Mordred likely to be in it, and is Mordred likely to be in it in the way that Mordred should be in it? Ah, this is the question. Mm, that's a very good question. For, for, that is. for listeners that don't mm. know this, Morgaine and Arthur are Mordred's 
parents, yeah. even though mm. Morgane and Arthur are brother, brother and yeah. sister. Or well, half brother and sister. Yeah, yeah. So there's a bit of the old digging, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I mean, not at the moment. Not, not at the moment. That's the same. He's sort of on the surface. She's all sweetness and light. Oh, please welcome me. Sort of, please come to a uh, Castle Pendragon. I mean, sort of, basically, she, uh, she puts a glamour on him so she can see through his eyes, and she realises that Guinevere, even though she's married to uh, Arthur's champion um, Leontes, there is a strong, very strong attraction between sort of you know, them two. Mm. Yes, and um, basically, sort of, Guinevere she hoodwinked uh, Leontes on their wedding night into saying she was a virgin when uh, her and Arthur did it on the beach a couple of hours before. So Guinevere isn't married to Arthur no. in this one yet. No, she's married to um, Arthur's champion. Yeah. And we also have the subject of uh, multiple swords of power that seems to be lying around ten a penny. Well, if you go <laughs> for the Wayland Smithy um... bit, there are more than one yeah, we, 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 to claim uh, To claim his right from the throne, uh, he pulled the Sword of Mercury, is it? Or Mars? Uh, the Sword of Mars. That's I mean, it. Sword, it, was sword embedded, of Mars. it was embedded halfway up a waterfall. Yeah, he pulled it, the sword mm-hmm. from that stone rather but than Excalibur. But there was also yeah. Excalibur. Hmm. Merlin went to sort of uh, went to see the leading swordsmith in, a, in Arthur's kingdom, yeah, for him to make um, a sword worthy of Arthur. But the thing was, um, a disagreement arose, and um, the swordsmith's daughter Excalibur she ran off holding the sword. She ran into a lake, yeah. and uh, Merlin sort of he was so desperate to um, yeah, get the, get hold of the sword, he caused the waters of the lake to froze her to fall out. And her to be frozen with her arms clutching the sword, frozen above the ice. Nice touch. Mm. <laughs> so of course he went back. He went back to cost, uh, back to um, Camelot, which, by the way, is an old Roman fortress. Mm. It's overgrown, sort of. Then they're just sort of tidying up at the moment. So mm. yeah, sort of saying, oh, "I've got you a sword." It's the Lady of the Lake. Honest. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> if, has he made the scabbard to the sword? No. No. Another bit of plot yeah, for yeah, later yeah. on. <laughs> We're spoilers. These are, spo- yeah, mm. these are spoilers if you don't read spoiler the book. Spoiler music, spoiler music. And for anyone that hasn't seen <laughs> Battlefield who sat there going, but why is the Scabbath worth <laughs> ten of the sword? <laughs> Which I seem to remember as a conversation mm. I had in a pub once yeah. explaining why. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. There's the overriding story arc of the um, the animosity, well, one rather one-sided animosity, sort of harboured by uh, Morgan towards uh, Arthur. If I remember rightly, seems to be provoked by things in the darkness. Well, that's certainly mm. the emphasis you got in the first episode. Yeah, there was one scene where she was you know, declaimed as a witch, yeah. and she was chained to a post you know, until she learned the error of her ways. Yeah, you know, she called up a mist, and um, basically, sort of, she called up something, some sort. of... I don't know, sort of some evil spirit, disembodied, or like vague, yes, in the, in the form of a black wolf. How many episodes is this? Um, I think it's ten, epi- uh, okay. it is ten episodes. Ten episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So how far we are into it? Uh, I think it's about number six or seven. seven or right. like okay, I know I've missed a lot. Mm. Apart from Joseph Fiennes, I mean, the cast is very much a cast of unknowns. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Eva mean, Green. Well, Eva Green, yeah, who plays Guinevere. Yeah. Um, she was it a Bond girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, she was in uh, Casino Royale, mm, that's a fairly right, major yeah. character. Is this a series that they were looking at running on that hasn't, or is this going to literally take you to the end of the Arthurian story, do we know? Well, at the risk of more spoilers, Igraine is a prisoner of Morgan, and um, Morgan has taken on Igraine's uh, image, sort of her appearance, and so she's basically sort of gone into um, Camelot. 
for what my sort of purposes. I mean, I have to find out when I go back. You know, when I go home tonight and watch the episode. No, nefarious. Mm, nefarious. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Mordred, mm. we might, Mordred might be turning up soon in about nine months' time. Then. Yeah. Well, the thing is, the grain has developed a sort of a, a hankering for uh, Merlin. Mm. Yes, because in in one of the legends, the grain. Although Uther had a thing with Egwene, yeah. mm. so did Merlin. Yeah. And at the end of all the shenanigans that produced Arthur, mm-hmm. Egwene and Merlin got it on together. <laughs> mm. Well, I think the attraction <laughs> is rather one side. Um, no, they do get their act together, but I mean, I think on Merlin's part it was rather reluctant. Because mm. <laughs> it, it, it sounds like it's, in theory, quite early on in the whole story thing, but it could mm-hmm. could come to the head of the battle between... Um, Morgana and Arthur mm, and that yeah. within those four episodes mm, so I was yeah. wondering if they, they'd done this as a beginning to an end to the yeah. to the killing mm. of Arthur or if well, they the, were yeah, just the be- yeah the beginning of well the be- beginning of his reign there, there were meant to be more seasons but there won't be mm. no, right, a, right, according, according to our man the with the finger yeah. on the pulse yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has in, been cancelled on June 30th 2011 stars announced it was not going to order new seasons of Camelot mm. citing significant production challenges predominantly scheduling conflicts with some members of cast mm. including Joseph Fiennes Jamie Campbell Bower and Eva Green mm. so yeah there's not going to be any more yeah. Chris Chibnall it's... is uh, oh, one of yes. the creators that was it yes yes Torchwood's Chris right. Chibnall mm. yeah. what does it look like is it, is it clean and glamorous and swish or is what? it muddy and dirty oh, no, and realistic and dirty. yeah, the, the, yeah realistic, the, the, yeah. The, the bits that I saw look fairly grubby in a good way not a mucky way though. I know how your mind works Mr Purcell the BBC's new Robin Hood was almost squeaky clean yeah yeah. to Robin in the hood which well, was I mean, a bit Robin and his merry men they look like a boy band I mean yeah. well, as, as I said so Camelot is a a tumbled down ruined Roman Sitting fort yeah. that is slowly being cleared mm, away and, it, yeah. and tidied up so yeah so I Kelly think on if you believe mm, the uh, yeah <laughs> I think, well, the reason, the, I think the probable reason for its cancellation is the same way that Rome went production costs and set costs. Yeah. Mm. And actors. Yeah. Mm. Availability. It, yeah. And yeah. Well, if you've got a large cast and you do have to, having Arthur and his knights, yeah. etc., you yeah, have to have a large it, yeah. cast who aren't all extras. You've got well, quite a few lead characters. I mean, that's yeah. one way they've got it round it on the English version of Merlin, mm. is the. You've got these other knights, but because Arthur hasn't established yeah. the round table, you go. still only yeah. have to yeah. have a small mm. core well, group of As, as cast. I was saying, the um, the cast of uh, Camelot is majority is relatively unknown. That's mm. why they've yeah. got they can go straight into the knights. So they don't mm-hmm. have to pay them a lot of money. Mm. Well, they've, they've got a few but, there who are quite well known. Yeah, that's it. That. And maybe I don't know. This is uh, speculation. Maybe they they weren't having the best of times filming it, and could be. That's why they're not available to come back. Mm-hmm. Could be. Yeah. Is the Mister Fines on this any relation to Ralph Fines? Mm, yeah, yeah. Yes, Joseph Fines. Yeah. 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 Who uh, is in the ill-fated uh, Flash Forward? Flash Forward. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Deadly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be. to have a run I was going to say people yeah. are going to be sitting there going, "Don't give him a part." <laughs> <Yeah>. as soon as <laughs> finishes. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. worth watching. Yes, I'd say very much. If you're so, into yeah. Arthurian mm-hmm. stories, you're not going to get. Let down, but if you're not into them, you don't. You can still follow the plot. Mm, yeah, it's an enjoyable watch, even though even if you're not sort of very well acquainted with the Arthurian legends. Lots of romp. Um, I <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. I wouldn't say it was um, a bonk fest like um, you know, like the Tudors was, or, or True Blood, or True Blood. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did mention Rome previously. James Purefoy, who played uh, Mark Antony in Rome, yeah, he made an appearance in a couple of episodes as um, a Cornish warlord called, uh, called Lot. 
Yeah, she um, Morgan sort of tried to make a pact with. Yeah, on yeah. a basis, or she grew tired of him and killed him. As you do, mm-hmm. yeah. as one does. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, that's to say, yeah, watch it if you can. It is an enjoyable series. Because that's the the problem sometimes with Arthurian stories mm. that you have to know the story yeah. to know what the heck is happening mm. and who that's everyone it. is in their relationship mm. to each other. Mm-hmm. Right, you lovely people, you've been sending letters to us and emails and other things and threatening letters. Please don't send us the other thing. The postman complained. Mm, Yes. At least it isn't hate mail. (laughs) You said an awful job trying to get you through the letterbox. It's all squidgy and sort of Mm, running down the side. (laughs) Yeah, and Adam's had a new carpet as well. Yeah, exactly. You would think. Well, I have one here from Adrian. Hello, Adrian. Hello, team. <laughs> Just wanted to share some stuff from San Diego. Oh, comic gone, eh? Yep. Couldn't get into the Torchwood or Doctor Who panels, so oh, wow. no Eve, M, Matt, S or Karen G. <laughs> but I did see a TV guide panel on new supernatural shows with John Barrowman and Mark Shepard. Oh, Hey, so that that's not Torchwood, and it's... Yeah. Hmm. Among many others from other shows like Secret Circle, The River, True Blood, Team Wolf, and Grimm. Yes. I've only ever heard of two of those. Uh, I'm looking forward to Grimm. John was, yeah. of course, very John. He sang Happy Birthday, uh, firstly as Marilyn Monroe, uh, <laughs> to a male fan uh, in cosplay as Captain Jack, uh, okay. and then he walked into the audience and made out with the fan. <laughs> Someone was either very happy or very disturbed. He then yep. said into the mic to the fan, please don't have her peace. Oh. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. the man's lost it. John did make some interesting comments about who crossing over with Torchwood, about how Jack could go back to who, but the Doctor shouldn't come over to Torchwood. Yes, yeah. I agree with yeah, him well, on that. That's always been true, I think. Mm, yeah. As one is a darker adult show versus a more family-friendly show. Okay, be seeing you, Adrian. Bye-bye. P.S. Oh, no, not another one. (laughs) See below for pick of my ganger trying to get stabilised by the TARDIS and a pick of me reminiscing with David Tennant. Not really, of course. (laughs) There were a bunch of fake maps missed, but I didn't approach them. Well, we have got the photographs, but we're not sure that we'll upload them Mm. because we can't expose the interworld to this kind of (laughs) depravity. (laughs) This pale skin, fleshy depravity. No, we... We enjoyed it, though. Yeah. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I think I agree that uh, you you could have possibly <laughs> had David Tennant's um, Doctor in Doctor Who. Just Matt Smith's character in, in Torchwood, rather. Matt Smith's Doctor, I think, is too light for Torchwood. Mm. Well, there's also, mm. if you watch it, even... Well, we don't know about the Matt Smith version, but during the Tennant era, there was two distinct Jacks. Mm. Because yeah. uh, the the ca- Torchwood Captain Jack always seems to be very angsty mm. and uh, going on the job. Because he was sick. <laughs> well, the Who Captain Jack was very bouncy, oh, yeah. sparkling. Because yeah. he was with his lover. <laughs> <laughs> I do hope we see Jack, though, into the oh, yeah. Who at some mm. point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. They, they were very careful when uh, the Doctor turned up 
uh, at the end of, of season two of Torchwood. No, yeah. Season one, wasn't it? Season, season one. one. Well, we didn't, uh, actually, did, didn't show the Doctor at all. Didn't, you, no. you just heard the TARDIS. Yeah. You just had Jack's reaction of... <laughs> and then, <laughs> then I think the last shot is a pull-out from Cardiff and you can see a little dot running across the bay. Yeah. Any other letters? Uh, we have a few other letters. We have one here from Stephen. Hello, Stephen. Stephen, saying, Dear the Staggering Stories crew. (gasps) The crew? Yes, the crew includes all of us. And do you know who else that includes? Oh, no. Who we haven't said hello to yet? Hello, Head of Pertwee. Hello, 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 various plastic composable <laughs> fingers. <laughs> oh dear, too numerous to amount. Dangerous Churchill and... Nazi Spock. Nazi Spock and Graham. Hello, Graham. 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 Anyway. Pray continue. Sorry about yeah. that. Um, I write to you with a review of the 1996 novel of the TV show... Neverwhere, which you reviewed a while back. Yeah, not that long ago. I'm currently going through a Neil Gaiman phase, so I have just finished it. Neverwhere starts as all of the best novels start with a Scottish man, Richard Mayhew. It's a pretty typical character and rather suffers. I feel from main character syndrome, a condition in which the principal character possesses only a few character traits, loyalty, nobility, etc., just enough to get you on their side, but no more. As Mm. a result, Richard plays the part as an observer for the most of the parts of the book, finding things happening to him rather than because of him, and therefore we find out that the supporting characters are far more compelling. De Carabas is wise, wonderful. Hunter is mysterious and awesome, and that's not to mention the terrifying double act of mm. Coop and Vandermar. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> For those interested, the other characters who suffer from main character syndrome is Frodo Baggins, Harry Potter, <laughs> Luke Skywalker, the whole of the Twilight Bunch, <laughs> Will Turner. So this is not really a problem with the book. It's just that one would have far rather have been Aragon, Han Solo or De Carabas than the respective principal parts playing pals. Yeah, well, they are, yes. They are everyday characters. Yeah. Everyday yeah. men and women. So the book starts off strongly with Richard's selfless act of getting on his side with the man very effectively. What follows is, I feel, one of the most terrifying pieces of fiction I have ever read. The idea of being closed out of your own life, as happens to Richard, is, as I say, terrifying. Mm. The book carries it off well, the sheer hopelessness of Richard's situation, providing the strongest chapter in the novel. Mm. His journey to the Rat King, then to the Market Bridge, also is a creative chapter, which is thoroughly and enjoyable to read. The dangerous land of London below becomes through in Gaiman's writing skill and draws the reader in effectively. Another of the book's standout features is the threatening double act of Mr. Kroop and mm-hmm. Mr. Vandermar. <laughs> the two characters who, whose introduction is laugh-out-loud funny, yet their initial introduction could not be further from their true nature of villains. They are <laughs> grotesque and foul, and seem to be all intents and purposes unstoppable. Mm. Once they have their eyes on you, you're going down. This makes them, I feel, probably the best thing about the book. Their success in murdering de Carabas Mm. clinches their fear factor. Unfortunately, though, I feel this is where the book goes downhill. 
Ah. In the British Museum, it becomes clear that Krupp and Vandermar's employer doesn't want Dor and Richard dead, so threatening the characters a lot is lost. Hmm. What's more, the twist where Hunter is the traitor can be seen from a mile off, and the mystery <laughs> of the key-shaped object in Matthew's pocket was kind of predictably a key. <laughs> However, it's not just the twists that spoil the excellent setup a little, but the fact that everything seems so easy. The battle with the great beast, I cite in particular. It takes Richard literally a paragraph to defeat this terrible monster, which had been built up for the best part of the book. <laughs> All this said, however, I would still say that Netherware is worth borrowing from the library. The character's strong, and it's worth it for the chapter where Mayhew is removed from his own life. However, I would also say that if you want to read a Neil Gaiman book for the first time, you should go for American Gods. A work of genius, a modern classic. Mm. Well, that's all, folks. I had fun writing this review, so I might do one for American Gods and Adazazi yeah. Boys. Mm. When I get the chance, if that's all right. Yeah, that'd be great. Mm. Go yes. ahead. Please, Carol. Yeah. From Stephen. Yeah. P.S. Uh -huh. It's all very exciting to see you all at Comic-Con. Who knows, I might even pluck up the courage to make eye contact with some other than Adam next time. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to actually hear a review of the book when mm, we've yes. just reviewed the yeah. series, because yeah. I haven't yeah. read the book, I've only no, seen the series. Yeah. 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 And so it sounds like they did quite well with the series, yeah. in that they you know, kept the, the main parts of the characters well, the there. the series came first, didn't it? The series was, mm. yeah, it was written as a series, oh, and right. then, then span off into a, a book. Like oh. I've got to, having read uh, American really Gods, much. I've got to agree with him, that is a very, very good ah. book, and shares some, not all, but some of the themes from Neverwhere. It's a semi sequel not a direct sequel okay. but a semi-sequel yeah. and anazazi boys is a direct sequel from american uh -huh. gods but yeah they're both very enjoyable and, and both uh, very good reads mm. okay mm. we have one here from dawn hello, hello dawn, dawn. Hello, team. Team. Mm. Assorted oddities, including HOP, <laughs> Cardboard Amy, etc., etc. Yeah. Thing is, are they the team and we're the assorted oddities? I think we're the assorted oddities. From sunny Birmingham. Oh, Birmingham. Probably was sunny today. Yeah. I'm a long-time listener of your podcast, but I think my first ever feedback. Ooh, oh, thank you. Always good to hear from you. Why did I wait so long? I just wanted to drop you a line to say I love, love, love your show. <laughs> and you always make me laugh out loud. Good. Even when I'm listening in public. <laughs> oh dear. At move. the bus stop. Yeah. Or on the bus itself. Oof. Oh dear. <laughs> Laughing to yourself on the bus. You can get yeah. space on the chairs. It, yeah, I'm going to say it's a very down. good way yeah. of getting a seat. Yeah. <laughs> the number of times I had to cover my mouth to hide my grin and prevent folk from wondering who the loony is. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. It's a nutter on the bus. <laughs> yeah. And, anyone seen my camel? <laughs> <laughs> Great news that who will be back on August 27th? Mm -hmm. According to the current news from Comic Con, anyway. I thought they'd make us wait longer, but then again, they've got to fit Merlin in before Christmas too. Mm, yeah. Mm. Well, they, I thought that was going to be next year, I don't know. No, they keep trailer in it. So, do they? Yeah. Oh, okay. And the trailer for the rest of the season is great. Oh, yes. Although, was that river I spotted wearing an eye patch? It's Adam who's reading it out and he's a spoiler folk, so you can't uh, mention that. I haven't seen any of the trailers no, yet. No, I, uh, I haven't entirely avoided them. Can't wait to see what that's all about. 
Mm. There's probably some joke about them all wearing eye patches. It could be, yeah. Yeah. It could be an Inferno-style alternative yeah. universe. <laughs> At the time of writing, I've only seen two episodes of Tortured Miracle Day, and I'm still not sure about it. <laughs> it's just too American. Mm. Yeah. And I know that's a bit of a stupid thing to say, no. but it is. Mm-hmm. I continue to watch. I've heard that episode three is amazing, so we'll see. And now I have a 30-second recommendation. Oh, Ooh. right. Ready, steady, go. go! The novels Rivers of London and Moon Over Soho by Ben Aronovich. I read Rivers of London earlier this year, and I've just finished Moon Over Soho, and I absolutely love them. They tell the story of a young PC serving in the Met who gets himself involved in an unusual case one night while on patrol. He then finds out about a hidden department within the Met, which consists of one senior officer who deals with cases involving supernatural magical elements. He also finds out that he has a talent for magic himself and is transferred to this department to become one of the first apprentice wizards for many, many years. The stories themselves are involving and unusual. They are told from the point of view of PC Peter Grant and melds the magical with the modern world in a delightful and funny way. I definitely recommend you reading them and I can't wait for the further ventures of PC Grant. 43.7 seconds. <laughs> Not too bad. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I have read these both myself. and I've I, heard I, the audiobooks about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the first one, Rivers Over London, I read in the States mm. earlier this year. And the second one I pounced on as soon as it, mm. it popped out. Both very good. First yeah. one better than the second, I think. Both, yeah, both yeah. Second one certainly has its moments. So. Mm, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I have the first one on Borrow from Keith at the moment. I've uh, read the you, first chapter uh, and enjoying it. It is very, but very good. Can I make recommendation then to both Dawn and our last contributor to read Electric Blue Angels by Kate Griffin. (laughs) You need to get hold of the Matthew Swift trilogy at the moment of books, which are, again, same line, very enjoyable. Uh, It's The Madness of Angels, The Midnight Mare and The Neon Court. And they are such good, easy reads. Mm. Yeah, they're, again, they're books that cry out to you to pick you up and finish them. Same kind of um, yeah. genre as well. Yeah, definitely yeah. the same genre, also mm. set in London. We, well, we shall have to do a recommendation. Proper, we will, we will do a proper review, recommend. maybe, at some point. Proper recommendation. Anyway, Dawn continues. Sorry, oh. Dawn. Well, that's all for now. Thanks for the show. It's always a highlight when a new one is released. Thanks, Dawn. Don't leave it so long next time, Dawn. Come back to us again some point. (laughs) She always does. This is the first time we've heard Mm, from her. And it was pleasurable. Mm. Yes, wonderful. (laughs) First time was (laughs) this. Please excuse El Presidente. (laughs) (laughs) We have another one here from Adrian from America. Hello, Hello, Adrian Adrian from from America. America. Again. Again. He says, dear team... Ah, my fracking iPhone. Where the heck did it send the photo sideways? Example. <laughs> mm. That's not how it looks when I sent them. Grr. I will resend, but they are for you all, not the website. Ah, like, ah, ah shame. Ah. Okay. Please yep, do not affect you. my pasty puffy self on the international scene. <laughs> hmm. Oh, be... I forgot to say that the guy from Bedlam was on the panel too, and Grim looks scary and great. Ooh. Mm. Yes, uh, no, Grim, I've, eh? I've heard of Grim. It is, uh, as far as I can see, it's a police procedural programme. Right. Set in grim fairy tales. Oh, right. Okay. In, you know, to where yeah. magic and dwarves and whatever yeah. are, are real, but they're mm-hmm. also trying to follow up on murders and, and well, robberies. Modern day, or is this? I think I think it's modern day. I think it's okay. uh, with at least two Battlestar Galactica people, maybe three. 
Mm-hmm. I can't remember the names of this. But from what I've read of this, it, it sounds quirky, so mm-hmm. I'm oh, yeah. keeping an eye open for it. One character is a descendant of the Grimm family and finds out that all his family's fairy tales were actually criminal profiles and also dire warnings. Uh-huh. Very cool. Ah, along with Will, the many Matt Smiths and one David Tennant at SDCC, <laughs> I finally saw a cute chica as a Matt Smith doctor walking around. Not sure how to re- react to that, though. <laughs> the Smiths are okay. Panic on the streets of London. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Not that Smith. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the Tennant guy was eerily spot on. Sorry. I'm going to flick something, Captain. <laughs> Hey, Kate, I'm so miserable. Sorry. I'm going to say, we'll all be slashing our mist if you carry on singing Smith songs. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not the hairs, not my legs. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> I'm wearing shorts and he's pulling the hairs on my legs. You're afflicting your knees on other people. It shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> At least he's wearing long shorts from this position. LAUGHTER <laughs> It's pretty hairy up there. <laughs> it's looking at you. <laughs> Swinking. <laughs> We're all implied to me that a gang got to turn on. Sorry. <laughs> Enough with the Smiths. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I tried to get his attention by calling out David, but when he didn't turn around, I then called out David Tennant, to which he responded, Ha! As DT's doctor would have said. <laughs> and changing tack I really like Miracle Day mm. horrible title weak ad campaign ugly posters mm. around town but mm. excellent show mm. I just hope it doesn't end up as fantastically depressing as Children of Earth <laughs> of course yeah. if Jack da- Jack's daughter is working with some big bad for revenge over her son then I guess it will <laughs> John B did say a comic on that the new current series is going to be even darker than C of E no Church of England? Okay. By the way, what's with the Antichrist Anti Torture Triangle logo of the secret bad guys? Mm. Back up- to the C of A. An upside down Christian cross or the letter T both make a triangle if you trace around it. Mm. Or maybe it's just those gosh darn Freemasons or the overused Illuminati. Mm. Oh and ha again. Ah. Now you've all got to experience what we did with, with the stupid American holiday delaying Doctor Who. You had to wait for Torchwood and had to try to avoid spoilers, you know, like did. Who's crying as long as it aired its fair game now, eh? Actually, we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> we, Just, yeah. Mm. We'll yeah. say now, so, but we're okay. Say no more. Shh, shh, shh. Just imagine if someone from the UA and, uh, had tweeted or emailed you that Jack can die now, a week before you could have even pirated it. Kind of puts the river revelation on the other foot now, doesn't it? Uh-huh. Moving on, you are still made of awesome. Oh, thank you. Ah, thank you, thank you. Actually, we, I... we could sim for America. <laughs> <laughs> We're all right. Thank you very much. <laughs> Quiet. If I'm ever in the UK, or well, buy you all a pint. Mm, thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Just one for you all to share. Mine's so. a... Oh. Ha ha. Just kidding. I'll spring a pint for each. Be seeing you. Adam from America. Thank, thank you, Adam. Adam. Thank you, Adam. Adam. Yes. Adrian. 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 Yeah. Adrian. Thank you, Adrian. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Adrian. Adrian. Thank you. My apologies. Well, I have a letter here from Daniel. Oh, Hello, Daniel. Hello, Daniel. Daniel. Hello, Staggering Stories team. Not from Stargate. No. No. So, time has passed since I last wrote back when I was ten. Wow. Lots has Ooh. changed since 2009. Uh, a couple yes, of years older. Yeah. We've yeah. all got, got older. Got less hair. Mm. I have seen Children of Earth... <laughs> I mean, the process of watching Miracle Day, tried fish custard, <laughs> and it's actually tasty. 
Mmm, yummy. <laughs> too bad, it's not great. <laughs> yeah, except for it was cheese sauce and something else. No, wasn't he it? had fish custard. Yeah, fish custard. <laughs> Lots of stuff has happened, but the most important thing is I've become 12! Yay! Damned, I hate high school. <laughs> <laughs> Why does everyone hate Torchwood? It was work of genius. But I digest. Digest? Digest! (laughs) (laughs) You could digest, but we digest. Yesterday, I can't remember what happened. I'm like that. I can't remember what happened yesterday. (laughs) Yesterday, I can't remember what happened. I think a silent was with me, but I have no idea. (laughs) And if you think you are a Doctor Who fan, answer me this. What time did Doctor Who start? When? Well, it actually when? started at 5.25 on the 23rd of November, November but then was repeated yeah. the following week because mm. the first episode was delayed from its 5 o'clock start because some sod assassinated JFK did- and the news broke in America in the 22nd and in England in the 22nd and it delayed the program. Sorry. Didn't they show two episodes that Saturday, the second Saturday? The second Saturday, yeah, yeah. They actually yeah. did the live, live transmission a second time, a repeat of a live transmission. Mm. So it depends on when you're saying what time did Doctor Who start, mm. Which Doctor Who? I'll tell you next time, next email. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be on tender hooks until then. I loved Mm. Torchwood Miracle Day. I think that the BBC working with Stars America was a great idea and made a great series so far. Mm -hmm. Keep up the good work, BBC. Mm -hmm. Anyways, Mm. I need to go and steal some TARDIS from Daniel. (laughs) What? I don't know. P.S. Yes? This first bit's for Keith, so bear with me a second. Okay. Oof. <laughs> What's my lemon voice? I don't know. Okay, okay. The 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 first PS is potato. <laughs> In Keith's lemon voice, please. Potato. Potato. We then have this this annoying habit that some of our writers seem to have developed. Multiple. PPS. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard of Chameleon Circuit? Yeah. They do Doctor Han. Yes. Doctor fan music. Yes, I have yep, heard yep, of them. Yep. Yeah. Truck. Yes. Time Never heard of Never heard yeah. of it. No, no, I have heard. Yeah. Downloadable on, on YouTube or anything? Yeah, this is only on YouTube, some of their stuff, and I think their tracks are MP3s you can download from yeah. their website. So if website we YouTube or... Chameleon Circuit, other than lots of TARDISes, we will get them. Yeah, definitely. eventually. P, 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 S. <laughs> I got my TARDIS. Hey. Hey. Daniel. Really? A real one? Mm. <laughs> oh, you come over and see us. Hey, hello. Back. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, I'm, yes. I'm dying to Thank find you, out Daniel. what time Doctor Who started because it depends on what Doctor Who episode you Anyway. Rose, what time did Rose start? What time did Rose Peter. start? Mm. I don't know. Seven <laughs> o'clock? Something like that. Yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. Off the top of my head, I really couldn't so, tell. I, th- I think it was about 7 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. 6.45. Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> Potato. Right, we have one here from Sarah. Hello, Hello Sarah. Sarah! Greetings, staring storytellers and various inanimate sidekicks. <laughs> Been a while since I last wrote. Hope you are all well. Yep. Yes. First, I thought I'd I'd wait right in because I knew you'd get lots of feedback after Good Man Goes to War, <laughs> and then that pesky real life kept getting in the way again. Yeah, darn it, does that a lot to me. I was quite lucky with the finale, and I got to watch it live in a cinema at my old university. Ooh, I've never watched nice. Doc Two with such a large group of people before, and it was brilliant. I can imagine it would be. Yes, the atmosphere was fun and tense. <laughs> when Amy was giving her big speech at the beginning and said, "And this man is your father," almost the whole theatre gasped. 
thinking it was the Doctor. But no, <laughs> no. it was the ever-awesome Roman Rory. Yay! <laughs> then the next day I watched it again with friends and one actually punched the air at the Doctor's reveal. <laughs> really looking forward to the new series, especially since the alleged August 27th start date yes. means that an episode of Doctor will be airing on my birthday. Oh, oh. I know I'm probably too old to find that exciting, but I can't help it. No, no. You're never too, too old, old to find yeah. something like that exciting. <laughs> well, sorry I didn't run into you guys at London Film and Comic Con, but the place was so crowded it I was not really surprised. Leaving. Maybe next time. I did have a good time, though, on both days, and got some nice convention swag. <laughs> and Mark Shepard's autograph. Oh, his evening costume on Sunday, a sand from Princess Mononoke. <laughs> Princess Mononoke. Ah, okay. What's that? It's, uh, if it's the, what I think it is, it's the Studio Ghibli animation film. Oh, Absolutely okay. brilliant. If you want to know about Taya's religion, watch Princess Mononoke. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> I'll keep it short and sweet, and we'll leave you with this link to a very adorable fan song about the episode The Doctor's Wife, sung by a young fan with a ukulele. <laughs> we'll put the link up, the YouTube yeah. link. She also has a cute song about Rory. <laughs> keep on staggering. Sarah, hmm, with no PSs. No. <laughs> See, you, Sarah. I'm going to the Great British Beer Festival on Thursday this Ooh, week. Nice. I think I will keep on staggering. <laughs> <laughs> And one final bit of written feedback, a oh, bit of audio oh. feedback after this, from Mr. M. Yo, Mr. M. Hello, team. Hello, Mr. Quick fire reviews. Oh, Quick, all fired. Deathly Hallows, part two. Yes. Good. Not my favourite film, though. That's still Half-Blood Prince. Yes. Mm -hmm. The music in the opening is brilliant. Like the end bits, cried during Snape's memories. <laughs> yes. Tortured, COE. Day one, love the setup. Day two... Love Jack's rebirth. Yes. Day three. Love that ending. Which one was ending of episode three? Wasn't uh, that we got blown up? No. Uh, no. That was episode two, two. was it? Yeah. Episode three. Episode one, yeah, episode I can't remember. Two. Episode four. Hate that Yanto's dead. Yeah. Oh. Day five. Hate Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tortured Miracle Day, episode one. My least favourite episode, but still rather good. Episode two. Favourite episode. Mm -hmm. It's just a good old romp. Episode 3, some bits are a bit good, <laughs> and some characters have a good old romp. That's one way to describe yeah. it, yes. Uh, Tactfully put. Yeah. Hope this is on time, a.k.a. Mr. M. Congratulations. Yes. Oh. What's that brain? PPS. I forgot to mention her. PPPS. For the whole feedback. PPPPS. <laughs> even those legs. PPPPPPS. <laughs> where this is going. Mm. Better mention them then. And her, of course. P P P P P P P S Frugal P P P P P P P Karen Gillan and those lovely, unbelievably sexy legs. Do you get the feeling Mr. M is taking the P? I think it could just be just be a tad. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again, Mr. M. He's obsessed with peas, Mr. M. He really is. He's a good P. Not ease, peas. Yes. <laughs> Petit poire and marrow fat. We're not going to go there. <laughs> okay, we have a bit of audio feedback here Ooh. from Reese. Hello, Hello Reese. Dear team, it's Reese. Hello, Reese. Hello. I'm just sending in some feedback to thank 
El Presidente for coming on my show. Oh, thank you very much. me review A Good Mango Sawar, yeah. sum up Season 6, compare it to Season 5, and talk about Murray Gold's music, which is pretty much what we did. We also chatted yeah. a little bit about Torchwood, which I'm going to do in this feedback too. Uh, so, first off, thank you very much for coming on the show, Adam. It was very fun having you, and it made <laughs> editing a whole lot more uh, enjoyable. Oh, really? <laughs> I might have to get somebody else on the show. In fact, I'm going to put an invitation out there. Anybody who wants to come on my show, let me know, and... We can record together because it'll be fun. Yeah, go on, you anyway, uh, time you to talk to. about Torchwood, I think. Yep. Yeah. Ooh, I can't really go too in depth because I haven't really watched it in a note-taking kind of way. <laughs> but I'd say that they're pretty good. The second episode, not quite as good as the first or yeah. third, but still very fun. Uh, I'm not down on it like many other people, but yeah, that's just me. Really, I'm going to just say that Murray Gold's done a superb superb job with the uh, music this season it really does stand out compared to any of the others and of course the theme tune has more of the kind of the the beeps the as we said last last episode yeah um i think he's done an excellent job with the music and also the actors are all living up to the roles they should be playing I think that, of course, Bill Pullman is just brilliant. He's oh, just yes, yes. freaky to watch, scary sometimes, but also quite uh, compelling in his performance, quite mm. intriguing to watch too. Uh, also, I think Eve Miles has really not lifted her game, just added another really interesting strand to how she's portraying Gwen, and I think mm. that yeah. her That's being a mother gives her this strong independence and or determination in whatever she's doing especially when you see how well how strong she's fighting and how well she's playing um tried to cure jack when he's poisoned yeah. that was excellently done I and i right. think that yeah she is certainly keeping up high standards she actually had in children of earth if not being better also mm. i think john barrowman's come on in leaps and bounds i think he got he kind of leaped for Children of Earth and bounded for the <laughs> first few episodes of Miracle Day bounded that we've seen. Uh, I was kind of thinking he's dropped the persona he had in an empty child, uh, the empty child and the Doctor dances because he seemed to be that fun, flirty, look at me, I'm Captain Jack, blah 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 kind of character in the first two seasons of Tortured, but also in that, and he did kind of make it a tiny bit cheesy, really. But um, <laughs> I think he's really change his performance and that scene between him and Bill Pullman who I just said before is fantastic in episode 3 where he's pointing the gun at him and realising that they've both done the same thing killing a child but Oswald Danes did it for a completely different reason than Jack that was really really brilliant and I Mm. I do think he's found either he's found another part of the character or he's realised he's probably going to have to tone it down which he did in Children of Earth too or the writing is kind of improving but I think (laughs) Mm. he's really found the character and he's really really good to watch Mm. speaking of the writing I didn't really notice much of a difference between the writing style of episode 1 and episode 2 which is good Uh, episode 3 is a different kind of story but the first two seemed like the same sort of story and they did link together as most stories do but I didn't notice a difference in the writing style, which will make it flow well. Like with Children of Earth, you didn't really notice a difference in the writing style either, but that's probably because RTD has so much power on the top and how the stories goes, and he certainly did with Children of Earth, but this Mm. is kind of the same. Not as hugely controlled, but still quite controlled, which Mm. is because it is kind of... I think it's going to be very serialised 
which is something that a feedbacker to you brought up recently. Yeah, yeah. Different about from, Doctor yeah. Who. Yeah. Speaking of which, room, seen yeah. a new trailer. Oh, it's exciting. <laughs> it looks like this se- this um, half of the season is going to be better than the first half. Sticky also, no spoilers, but I called that river thing. Mm-hmm. You'll know which river thing I'm talking about. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm not sure if El Presidente has seen it, so I won't go to in depth. But also, I think, um, yeah, there's this huge thing that I've got where people are saying this is going to be Doctor Who's darkest season yet. Why do people think that's instantly going to be good? I mean, yeah. the yeah. darkest story we've seen, I think, is The Empty Child and The Doctor Dances, or are. Mm. two episodes, yeah. Maybe, but but I think there's some of the darkest. I don't know why people think darkest is instantly going to be good. It should just be fun, kind of hiding behind the sofa, kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But also, I, I am beginning to agree that unless the next half of the season picks up its game, mm-hmm. Doctor Who is turning into quite a bit of a serial. Yeah, not completely serialised, but really becoming too dependent on season arcs. I, yeah. I'm going to say I agree with Gene that whilst I... I think they event. It's getting to the point where the season arc is going to affect the individual stories. I don't think we're there yet, but she certainly does. But I think I'm getting quite <laughs> disappointed that certainly with podcasts and things, it seems to be the shift has got not gone from how this episode was written or how actors did in it or who the special guest star is. It's gone to how does this episode link in with the season arc? It should really be about the episode itself, not the season arc. And I'm kind of disappointed that whenever I listen to a podcast, really, there's this this sudden excitement of did you see how it linked in with the season arc wow <laughs> that's why i always try and save that to the end you know middle i don't concentrate on it straight away because really i'm not all that interested if there's a linking part to the story fine if there isn't okay i don't mind i don't really care but it's fun figuring it out and coming up with theories but i hope there's something adam and i discussed uh, i hope seeing as there are more standalone episodes i think in the next half of the season i hope it lifts its game I because to me the two parters let us down the first half of the season yeah as you will have heard mm. adam and i discuss mm. but yeah that's about it for now thank you for the wonderful podcast and i'll send in some more feedback going a bit more in depth into torchwood next time thanks for the show see ya thank, thank, you. You. thank you thank you i have to agree with him if you think last season and the season before the two episodes that m- majoritively came out the top were The Doctor's Wife and Vincent, mm. which weren't the darkest stories. Yeah. Oh they were the better stories, mm. most m- most generally accredited yeah. as the better stories, but they certainly weren't the darkest no. or the most sinister no. or in-depth kind of stuff. So in know, fact, yeah, which you know, they the, doctor's, the Doctor's Wife was almost light-hearted, yeah. Yeah. E- even though it was a serious story. Mm. And whilst Vincent dealt with a very dark issue... It, it wasn't was the, yeah. played as a dark story. So, yeah, I, I have no. to agree with him. Just because something is dark and sinister doesn't make it good or yeah. interesting mm. or captivating. Mm. Well, there were, were there any dark episodes last year? I can't really think of well, any eyes immediately cool, dark. But. You had the um, the, uh, the Pandorica being dragged into that. Uh, the one where, I, where they're, they're in the, they go from the TARDIS to the alternative reality where Rory ends up getting turned into Pile of Sand. I suppose yeah. that was supposedly quite dark. I mean, it depends on what you consider. Yeah, yeah. It's quite jokey as well. Mm. Mm, I don't know. But yeah, there is this... I have to agree with this. There does seem yeah. to be this term... For, this will be our darkest season. Yeah. <laughs> what, you're going to turn the lights out? It's a, it's a power cut or something. Yeah. Darkest hour. Yeah, well, they are, they are touting the latter part of the season as his darkest hour. Mm, yeah. He's fallen he so will far. Fall, he will fall further than he has, yeah. has before. Mm. Yeah. 
Uh, well, we'll have to wait and see. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Bloody I, I well got, with no lights. I, 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 <laughs> I got to agree. It does make it difficult to take each episode on its own merits if it links too firmly or too much with the rest. Yeah, but then again. I love Babylon 5, and it's uh, the better episodes mm. of Babylon 5 were absolutely the arc episodes. Yeah, but Babylon 5 is a different kettle of fish, really, because yeah. the, the, the thing was set up yeah. as a, a five-year arc. Yeah, but then you might say that these two years have been set up as a two-year arc. Maybe yeah. a three-year arc, for we now know if yeah, Dan Gillen's coming that, back. That, that's uh. the trouble. Is it is it drifting too far away from what it was mm. established initially? Yeah, which do was a uh, uh, question. Yeah. And it is, yeah. it's a bit like saying, that, you know, you, you go into a shop and you say, I want that particular suite, and halfway through you get a different suite and be expected to like it because someone decided to change the premise. Series is like Babylon 5, like Blake 7 were short-lived, and you knew it was because of that particular thing, thread mm. going through. Doctor Who wasn't created on a thread running through it, other than you have a machine and this person that can go anywhere in time and space, you're going to have lots of adventures. Then again... To then tie... Yeah. To, in a way, my problem with the arcs is sometimes the arcs fetter the ability of the programme don't necessarily enhance it because mm. you're mm. tying the madman with a box down instead of letting it fly where it wants because it's got to <laughs> fly within this concept of this arc at the moment in time. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I'm thinking things like uh, the War Games, was that 10 weeks mm. yeah. of a single serial? Mm. Yeah. That's kind of what we got now. Yeah, that, that is mm, what we got. Yeah. That is, it was set up without that, that but the show has to adapt to survive. Mm. But whether this is the way it should be going yeah. is a matter that is up to discussion. Well, we'll know in a few months' time, yeah. I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Really hard to judge at this stage. Oh, until yeah. I had problems with arcs, and I loved, I loved the, the, the bad wolf arc, but the bad wolf arc didn't become prevalent, and I think no, that was a, the... Uh... a non-arc arc, really, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> so that's it. You can still have the arc without the arc intruding too much. Yeah. So isn't that all our feedback? That that's all of it. Yeah. We are feeded out. I'm stuffed. Mm. Full. See, everyone's like saving themselves uh, for the new Who, aren't uh, you? What a thin mint. What a thin mint. So, dear listeners, if you have any comments, suggestions, gripes, or even complaints, <gasps> you know where to send them to. Show at staggeringstories.net. Yeah, you don't write who after the net. <laughs> <laughs> and so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Aww. But never fear, dear listeners, in the next one there'll be more of the same, more fun, frivolity and jollity, more news and reviews, more who old and new. So until that cataclysmic combo comes colliding down upon us. What's the Yes. Yeah. This is me, Crumbly, saying, be seeing you. Goodbye. Au revoir. Potato. 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 You have been listening to Staggering Stories Podcast, Series 1, Number 112, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Gene Riddler, and Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speaker, and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers on the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this podcast is an old Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. I've got to turn myself back on. He's got to turn himself oh. on. Oh, 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 oh Keith. Oh. Hit restarts. Yeah. Oh. Ah. Right. <sighs>
Hang on, hang on, hang on. Booting up now. Booting up. <laughs> Can't sit down ever again, but she looked at me funny, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but there again, she usually looks at me funny. Yeah, but that's usually people say, I hit you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's my lot in life. Pity me. It's all right, ladies and gentlemen. His wife has given me permission. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I think it was an instruction once think, that said, you know, if you're alone with Keith for more than half an hour, please hit him at least once just to maintain yeah, the thing. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah. Because yeah. if he hasn't done something, you've probably he, thought about yeah. it. He will, will be in about ten minutes' time. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my life. <laughs> oh, he hates it. <laughs> the wobbly thing's gone all limp. <laughs> Well, it is look, that... look, it's all gone. The wobbly bit's gone all limp. <laughs> uh, as, as you have claimed, it is that time of your life. <laughs> yes. yes, I do apologise for the fan. Yeah. <laughs> I can do without any more heating solutions. <laughs> One thing's while I'm off, I want to do is go to the British Library because apparently there's an exhibition on there about science fiction. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Split up into the genres of science fiction. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. And someone I know said they, they went to see it and they said, oh, it's right up your street, Jane. <laughs> so they've got proper science fiction, as you call it, then they've got this modern stuff. I said, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> well, there's two distinct genres now, science mm. fiction and, and science, science fantasy. fantasy. Yeah, oh. But a lot of science fantasy gets put into mm. the fiction yeah. element. Yeah. Well, science fantasy, that sort of covers more uh, sword and sorcery, that does. Uh, Star Wars. Mm. Yeah. Space opera. Yeah. Sp- space opera is more hard science fiction. Well... No, not hard science fiction, sort of more sort of Star Wars and things like that. Yeah. Hard SF and space opera and... Yes. But there again, I mean, there are so many subcultures of science fiction anyway. Oh, yeah. Steampunk and... Cyberpunk. Uh... Uh... Anyway. Torchwood, yes. Torchwood. Ta-na-na-na-na-na. Torchwood. Torchwood. I can do episode three, but I haven't seen episode four. Neither have I. I'm going to have to cuddle my brain into episode four. (laughs) Okay. Because it's sort of uh, blown into one. I had that problem with episodes three and four as well. I've rewatched them the weekend to help split them up a bit. Yeah. For squalor and decadence, there's no place like Rome. (laughs) (laughs) And now, the prologue. I did that while I was in Pompeii. I had to. We. Mm. I found a street, and there was four streets that crossed, and there was a bit in the middle. And I thought, I've got to do it. So I just I sat on mm. the wall a little bit and sat down, got myself comfortable, and went, and now oh, the, the pro- prologue. And mm. you could see about half a dozen English people who knew yep. what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> I said, just out of homage, if I'm in Pompeii. Mm. <laughs> oh, we haven't done any of the quiz. Quiz? Oh, should, should the quiz be come up with a quiz? Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's, what's the quiz? A meta quiz. We'll be giving away a signed picture to any person who can guess Amy Pond's inside leg measurement to the nearest <laughs> foot. <laughs> On the proviso, they can get me in there to do the measurements. <laughs> Double check the figures. Yeah. yeah, yeah.